welcome to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. In this episode, I'm talking with my good friend, Daisy Clementine, who's an evolutionary astrologer. And we talk about spiritual awakenings, identity breakdowns, and the rebuilding of beliefs, and what the stars are saying about the revolutions in 2020, and how astrology is the why and the lesson of empowerment behind our lives, not a future fortune teller. We also deep dive into discovering your personal energetic signature and the initiations and how to navigate these with more ease. If you're ready to learn more about energy, the cosmos, growing in your compassion, then dive into this episode with us. Good morning to you, Daisy. (laughs) Hi. How are you? I'm good. All the better for seeing your beautiful face. How are you? Yay. I'm so good. I'm so, so good. I'm really excited to be having this chat with you. And I know that we just had a little pre-chat before and got really excited. So um, for everyone that does not know Daisy yet, she's amazing. She's amazing astrologer and evolutionist astrologer. And is just such a beautiful woman who's really self-aware and really brings her magic to a lot of people and I've worked with her on retreats and we've had many dances together and she really empowers women and that's what I really love about what you do you're not you're not ever taking away anyone's willpower or letting them know that it's predestined or anything like that like I know working with you is really inspiring and opens up a lot of potential which I find really unique in that space thank you Oh, I appreciate that so much. And I'm just so happy as well that you're running podcasts now because you're just going to do <laughs> such an amazing, amazing, well, I don't want to call it a job even, you're just going to create so much amazing content because I just adore seeing how the process of your mind functions. <laughs> and I think everyone can learn a lot from that as well. So yeah, but I really appreciate you saying how... Um, I do want to empower women because as we were speaking about before, it is so important to me to make women and just human beings know that everything they need and want is already inside of themselves. They don't have to look externally for anything. And I'm just essentially helping them with that process of reclaiming their inner power. So, yeah. Mm, Yeah, I fully get that. And um that's such a big thing for me, like on my awakening journey, like coming from a pretty intense religion and then mm. coming into healing and living in Byron Bay and just delving into the inner world and then the cosmos and everything and really questioning 
everything and having my belief systems crumble because they were kind of built on something that wasn't really something I'd chosen anyway. So it's been like such an interesting interesting process and I know that from having belief systems crumble that's like a really scary time but what's come from that is I get to choose my own truth and I'm more aware of what is mine and what's not you know what I mean yeah totally and I love that you say that as well because I feel like there's such a life cycle with that process um you know and when we are going through that period where certain belief systems are crumbling it can usually be resonant with when we're going through a bit of a rock bottom or you know a period of time where we feel like the rug has just been pulled from underneath us and we're having to essentially rebuild our self-worth in many ways and what Mm. we attach value to in the world so um but I totally agree that that period of time you can definitely feel like you're going a bit crazy but it's just so important as human beings and especially um when we're learning to really detach from the family as well like that's something that's been coming through for me a lot lately because our mother and our father is the first example of the masculine and the feminine in our life and there is such a huge process that we as human beings have to go through of separating from what we have been taught from them Um, to attach like love and belonging and acceptance to in the world and that in many ways can almost feel like a part of us is having to again die and be reborn because we're having to find a whole new sense of safety in the world and level of self-acceptance so yeah that's been Mm. um something that's been coming up for me actually a bit lately (laughs) yeah I feel like with um with all the quarantine stuff that that's been like the biggest thing is like that sense of identity, like who I thought I was based on my career, based yeah. on, you know, maybe the places I go, what I wear, who I was seen with, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that sense of identity is being fully rocked. And when it's kind of like the base root chakra is getting really rocked, like my um, my level of safety to do with money and food, housing, my, my physical health, it's all yeah. come up into question. And I think like when that foundation gets a good shake up, like what is happening now, it's like everything's crumbling. And in that crumbling, I see a lot of the old belief systems, you know, like the idea of who I thought I was is crumbling, but what was that based on anyway? Yeah, totally. And was that actually serving me on a soul level? mm, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that I know is really scary because like, the ego obviously bases everything off what's familiar and known. So everything from the past, it keeps recreating in that space because it's safe. So all of this coming apart at the scenes, it's like, well, this is so unsafe, but it feels like with this, with all this stuff breaking down, it really opens up for like such new possibilities and such new growth because it's like everything's in flux. It's like that's where you can create from. Like there's more awareness coming in now. Totally. And I guess for many as well, it's like, well, I got nothing to lose right now. I'm just going to fucking go for it, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Um, Is there anything that you've seen like going on astrologically that kind of like reflects that at all? Totally. A hundred percent. So what I've been saying is essentially this year, 
we're, we're going through very intense transits, like some that we have not been through for like <laughs> the past, of course, 500 years, you know, it's, I'm pretty sure the last time some of these transits happened was actually around the revolution, the time of the revolution, yes. maybe the industrial one. I've yes. been feeling that. I'm like, it feels like a revolution, but I didn't want to say it. I'm like, yeah. revolution, rebellion. Ah! Yeah. yeah. Fully. Yeah. Especially because we're also in such a Uranian time, but essentially what the main... So Uranus is the planet um, that is all to do with revolution and it's all to do with the future, essentially. And how can we know what we don't know? And that is where Uranus pushes us into the field of the unknown. And that's why I think right now we are in such a Uranian time because even, yeah, oh, you and I are on such a similar weight brain length, by the way, (laughs) like I'm freaking out. But like even to the most simple things lately, I've been really starting to pull myself out of the box. And I think, again, that's happening on more of a collective scale. Like, why have I always been doing this in a certain way? Why have I never been able to like look beyond even the most simple task in front of me? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's Uranus. It's like completely opening up new channels of energy that we've never, the best way I can describe it is like before we knew there was such thing as ultraviolet light. You know, we never knew that existed. That's very Uranian, like pushing our consciousness to expand, to see that there is brand new things that we never knew existed before. Um, And uh, that's the exciting thing that's happening. But this year, there's a very intense um, conjunction between Saturn and Pluto and also Jupiter and Pluto, which is oscillating on and off through retrograde. So this is... Yeah, this is essentially representative. I mean, Pluto is the planet of death, rebirth, and transformation. Pluto is the planet of the shadow, the underground, and the underworld. So everything that has been hidden beneath the surface collectively is currently being pulled up. Now, you put that with... Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You put that with Saturn, and Saturn is the planet that rules social expectation, structure, um, ancestral conditioning, so you put those two together and it's like a complete breaking down of structure. And then Jupiter as a planet is all to do with expansion. Whatever it touches, it just magnifies. So that Pluto-Jupiter for me is like the purge, just the massive purge. And that's why at the moment, anything that we can be letting go of, even if physically in the home space, just cleaning, 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 mm-hmm. cleaning. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, just creating space for really all the uh, – Uh, uh, fresh energy to be coming in yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely that so makes sense um I sat in a sacred meditation for the Saturn Pluto conjunction-y thing Uh uh-huh yeah around the eclipse yeah Yeah. like yeah and that was just like potent but it makes so much sense with what what that's representing and especially having um Scorpio in my Pluto as well uh-huh, so uh-huh. it's like all about like yep going to the shadows and like those old ways are not serving because they're not yeah they're yeah. fucked right yeah. like, why do people do what they do because of like the illusion of fear that's created in their mind like what will people think like what yeah. if I fail like yeah it's ah oh, it makes me so mad totally. but like also like I I really honor that that anger because I really see that that anger is a rise in energy to take action and to move forward and it feels like yeah there's things that have never served humans that have never been good for us but 
they just kind of turned the blind eye and like went along with like, totally. you know, peer pressure or this is the way it is. And it feels like for many years, like even before I was born, like people have been having these revolutions and waking up and like expanding consciousness. But it really feels like even more so now, like with everyone being in quarantine, like I'm doing a group at the moment called Rise Sis in the Crisis. And it's just so beautiful to see like all that. the women coming. <laughs> I was looking at my ISIS picture and I was just like, ISIS, how can I involve ISIS in this? And I was like, it just came oh, in. I'm like, yeah, so that's fully it. Yeah, because it's that like that rising in energy of like I, instead of cowering under fear, like, oh, I'm afraid because of this virus that could potentially kill me and I'm afraid because I don't have money or I'm afraid. I was like with um, the webinars that I was doing at the start, I was like, well, what happens when you, and you would totally understand this, like, you know, sitting in like meditation and working very closely with energies of the other realms, like when you face that fear and you look at it and you say like, like, what are you teaching me? Like, Mm. why are you even here? And with that, it was just mind blowing, like, because all the responses was phenomenal. It was like, I'm like, I'm here to empower you. I'm here to teach you to trust yourself. I'm here to teach you that, to trust your intuition, like to, that you've got it. Like it was never a disempowering thought. And I was like, wow. So with what's going on globally right now, it's, it's an opportunity for us to look at our stuff in the face and ask Mm. it like, what are you teaching me? And what Mm. do I, what's the lesson? What do I get to stand up and do? So it makes sense why it's like you're saying, the the old ways of breaking down like the old systems in society and we're like no not into that and like the expansion like yeah I love that that's so cool yeah go on yeah no No, I just love everything you're saying as well I again we're like on such a similar brainwave because I've also just been talking so much too as well the reprogramming that is needing to happen right now around what we attach survival to like what does survival mean to you and I love how you brought that up because you said that most basic things for people right now are being confronted you know in their face like how do I you know make money for myself like how do I want to look after my body how do I want to go and engage with you know the community even though I can't right now so it's like and I think one of the biggest ones that we tend to overlook is that most basic need for acceptance and approval by the people around us. And I think that ultimately unleashing ourselves from that is probably the biggest freedom that a human being can have in this lifetime. (laughs) You know, like one of the best examples of that is Wim Hof. Have you seen him? He's yeah. And he just does not give a fuck. Yeah. He's so uninhibited. (laughs) I think that he's so inspiring and I've been sharing about him as well because it's like, you know, if there is this virus thing going on, like that guy's like breathing through stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yes, totally. And I totally, you know, especially with what you're saying before, I've been feeling very passionately like, why are there no outlets of, of, you know, media outlets? Like nothing is empowering the people. They are only giving the people one solution, you know, and I'm not saying that Mm. for or anti-vax, but they're saying you can only survive or you have to keep your life on hold until you get this vaccination rather than go and eat healthy, exercise, look after yourself, you know, develop a healthy mindset. There's no empowerment around our state of being because 
I personally believe that if we are in a perfect state of health, our body can fight off a disease. Um, And I know not everybody has the privilege for that either. So that's why I understand some people do need that added protection. But yeah, I, yeah, the people need to get their power back. (laughs) Fully. fully. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. What? Okay, so let's bring it down to like a more like micro level, because like I was saying before, you know, like as within, so without, like you so get this, like, whatever I see out in society, I'm projecting that and that's going on in my own life and I get to take responsibility and clean that shit up. So like with that, with that empowerment lesson and that where, where are you seeing that like in your own life, like what things have you used? What tools have you used to kind of move through this or alchemize it? Like what's working for you? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's about really, making that decision to face fears and push yourself into places that you have resistance internally and psychologically, you know, because like I was saying to Teddy, we have to look at what is coming up for us on a very personal level at the moment to support the collective shift that's needing to happen right now. And a very, um, you know, a very straightforward way you might be able to do that is go and check in your birth chart where, you know, the mid to late 20 degrees of Capricorn falls, whatever house that's in, in your birth chart, that is going to show you where these transits that we've seen what is happening on a collective scale, where they are activating your personal birth chart and therefore where they're activating in your personal life yeah and that's very interesting yeah yeah because then you can really see oh this is the area of my life I'm needing to really focus on right now and and then again you know restructure reprogram you know look at what I've been yeah questioning everything about that area of my life essentially so I mean yeah of course astrology is such a beautiful help because it is really such a tool of empowerment in a life of constant fluctuation and change. Astrology gives us the why, the lesson behind what is potentially manifesting oh, externally. I love that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, um, in astrology, I'm not a fortune teller. I can look at your chart. I can tell you what energies are present for you over maybe even the next year, but I can't tell you specifically how that's going to manifest. How that energy manifests is where your level of consciousness is at, you know, on your, so it's all up to you. That is your freedom of choice. And that's why, like, when we're talking about free will, free will is essentially us being able to make the decision to support our evolution or to resist our evolution. That's our free will because we can't just, choose to fly unless you know we're astral projecting or something Mm. (laughs) you know so yeah I'm yet to do that I bought a course on astral projecting but haven't got into it yet um okay so this is really cool so um with that degree line I'm like sorry for butchering your eloquent your eloquent description so the line and where your cap where Capricorn is on that determines like what your self-worth is around like your self-worth issues are around is that is that right yeah well essentially because of you know those transits I was talking about the Saturn Pluto the um Jupiter Pluto ones that are reflective of the virus and honestly if the virus goes away this year this energy is still going to be bringing up other shit because this is a year of purging I believe the earth is re-equalizing or coming trying to come back into equilibrium and that's why I can feel it like one of the biggest things that's been coming up for me lately is this this 
very fragile essence of being human and how easy it is for us to just die. Like that has been confronting me so much lately and not necessarily just related to the virus, but just in general, like, fuck, I could die in my sleep tonight and that would be it. And that's fucking scary, but also it just makes you really value every moment of your life. Okay. But back to what I was saying. So looking at the personal birth chart, if we're looking to where the mid to late degrees, so like mid twenties, like 25 to 28 degrees of Capricorn is falling in the natal chart. Um, and even I think 22 degrees is where that Saturn Pluto conjunction began. This is going to show you in what area of your life these transits are activating you on a personal, personal level, you know? So for example, Mine is actually falling in the house of self-worth, but for some people it might be falling in the career house. So they're having to completely restructure, redefine what career is to them. Um, for some, it might be landing in the the fifth house, which is all to do with my pleasure, my joy, my how I want to creatively birth myself into the world. So it's always cool to have a look at, um, yeah, where that's activating for you. Oh, I love that. And so with understanding where it's landing, so say it was career and so you know that in this time space, like with everything going on or if there's any time of like um, perhaps like a question or a drama, would that then again surface? Um, Is that right? Do you mean Or is it just this year at this moment? Like so because of what's going on 2020, okay, so I'm, I get to look at, you know, my career, my career stuff. I get to look at where's my, what's, what do I view as successful? What do I view as failure? What's driving me? Is it a fear of failure? Am I okay with that? Um, You know, what's my belief systems around? Can I work less and earn more? Like, can I hold and receive it? Like all that kind of stuff. Like if that's your career house in this, will this just get addressed like now Or is it something that you continually look at through your life? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, of course it's, it's going to be, I mean, for all of us, this, this work is never ending. I think, you know, it's something that we constantly have to keep working at for the rest of our life. I think it's more so when we're looking at transits, it's just that that is really, if, you know, if it's landing there, say in your 10th house, that's really being activated quite heavily at the moment for you. And it could feel very much like a potential rock bottom is happening or, you know, just a, like the, you know, your foundation that you once stood upon has just been ripped out from underneath you. So we could very much say in many ways, it's even an initiation into the work, um, you know, or for me, cause I've already been doing quite a bit of reprogramming around my self-worth this, this, um, these transits, they're falling in my second house, which is actually the house of value system, my relationship to money and my self-worth, which of course is interconnected money and self-worth. So like I was telling you earlier, like what's been really coming up for me lately is this sense of almost like imposter syndrome or like, oh my God, my, you know, my, my following's growing. I've got more eyes on me. I feel pressure. And then a big message that's been coming up for me is like, don't get comfortable. I found myself, I got so comfortable for a while in showing up on social media in a certain way because it just kept everything chill. And astrology is quite a neutral form of expression. You know, you tell people the energy and then they interpret it based on where they're at in their life, in their own consciousness. And I was like, Daisy, you need to stop hiding behind that astrological neutrality and actually start sharing yourself with others. And 
that was coming up for me a lot lately because that's been one of my deepest self-worth wounds around like, oh, what if, you know, someone slams me? What if they don't like me? And it's, yeah, like you said, it's just about really letting that go. Oh my God, I can't wait till I get there. It's going to be so fucking liberating. (laughs) And that's why you're such an inspiration for me. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have this, um, my own little slogan, um, like, I know I really like people that are extremists, like that people love them or hate them because it's like, you know, that they're being themselves. And I, I have this suspicion if everyone likes me, well, am I being my true self? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if I'm not rocking any boats, like, am I people pleasing? So I Mm -hmm. question myself there. So if I get someone like hate on me or be like, Oh, like what you say, I'm like, yes. Like I'm doing it. I'm being me because I'm not going to be liked by everyone. Like it's impossible. So I know that, hey, like awesome pat on the back, Teddy, because you're really showing up as yourself if you're rocking the boat. Like because that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. You know what I mean? Like when we really feel people, we love them more. We're like, yes, like awesome. And like, yeah, whatever. So. Yeah, that's my little thing. I tell yeah. myself that. <laughs> yeah, and then it's just like um, the right people will come to you. <laughs> oh, always, always. And there is that like that falling away period as well, you know, like as we like heal and level up, which I'm sure you've experienced as well. It's like our self-worth goes up and, you yeah. know, we're showing up in a different way. Then people, things, places aren't an energetic match anymore, so they just yeah. naturally fall away. and. Yeah, it's just allowing that, like how you said, the life and death cycle, like over and over. I think the biggest thing that's helped me with that as well is, is in a way of creating it like more of an objective experience and going, oh, this has nothing to do with that person or situation right now. It's Mm. how I am energetically communicating my worth to the universe. And that's why I need to let that person go so I can show the universe I'm stepping into my worth. And that's been really powerful, I found. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's epic. Okay. So I got a question for you because I know that, thank you for being so vulnerable and real and saying as well, oh, like that's oh. your things that you're working on. Like so admire you. <laughs> and I know that I can just know that there'll be so many women being like, oh, so like, how did you use astrology to like work through these things? Cause I know astrology's changed your life. So like, how's it helped you like grow in these areas and things like that? Totally. Thank you. That's such a beautiful question. And yeah, I think also it makes sense because I believe whatever we come into this life and we really need to, I guess, focus a lot of our energy on because maybe it's one of our deepest wounds. That's essentially where we start doing a lot of the work. And that makes sense as to why like my work is so much similar to yours, of course, based around like helping people step into their authenticity and just really understanding that essentially when you align yourself with your natural organic energies that are present in the chart, which are purely a reflection of yourself, you are coming into equilibrium with the earth and the universe is completely just supporting you to be happy and fulfilled and abundant because you are in internal alignment. So that is that external reflection. And I think with astrology, the biggest thing it's given me is permission and almost like this beautiful hug from the universe where I don't feel so alone anymore and it's like 
through this reflection, the universe and the stars are going, no, no, you're not crazy. This is just happening for this reason. And you're dealing with this wounding because of this past life experience. And it's just something that your soul has a signature around and is needing to work through. And it gives such a beautiful objective, but also, yeah, very personal understanding of of self. So it's such an empowering thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I had never heard of before I met you, um, any like going to astrologer and like knowing stuff around past lives and knowing like the lessons that you're learning. Can you share a little bit about that? Cause that's so interesting. Yeah, sure. So I think like what I always like to tell people apart from the fact that I'm not a fortune teller is that again, sort of what I was saying before in astrology, we're really looking at the energetics behind you know, something. We're looking at what that energy is there. Same with how I was talking about the transits that are happening this year. What is that energy? But then how that manifests, like I was saying before, it's completely up to you. So when I'm talking about past life stuff again, I'm not necessarily getting that specific unless I have a strong intuition, which happens sometimes. I feel like, you know, I'll always call in people's guides during a session, but Essentially, we always look at the nodal axis in the birth chart. So we look at the south node of the moon, and that helps to paint a picture around what is the energetic signature that you've brought through within this lifetime that you've been potentially living out for multiple past lifetimes that is inhibiting you from the evolutionary growth you're needing to do um, on a soul level. Because we're really looking at the soul as this infinite energy, you know, continuing to manifest in this finite experience to essentially experience what it's like to be human, you know, to have emotions, to be sensual and physical. So yeah, the South Node, it helps us to see any habitual patterns of behavior, emotional attachments um, that you've come through with that can feel like quite strong energetic hooks that are sort of pulling you back. And it's like I always say, the universe loves to test us on our patterning. So it's really important to have an awareness around what that karmic patterning is so that We're not feeling like a victim and like, oh, fuck, why does this keep happening? It's more like, oh, the universe is confronting me with this experience to see if I'm ready to actually move past it. You know, and if, yeah. yeah. So hopefully that answers your question a little bit. (laughs) Oh, totally, totally. It is. It's, and um, so when this energy is coming through and it's like, to me, I just keep getting like, are you done with it? Like the universe is like, are you done with it? Or you want yes. to go around again? Like, yes. have you got the lesson? Or we go back in? Totally. Like, yeah. And it's like a question that I, I keep asking myself at this time period is, is what is it going to take me to be done with this? Like, yeah. what do I need to learn here? And then I'm like, tap, 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 you know, like shift the energy, but also really like, like dive into that on a deeper level as well. Yeah. Mm, that's totally. cool. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. And I just love like, oh, I love your tapping so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, it's like such a lifesaver, like, especially when there's a heightened stress, cause it's just like instantly calming the body down. So mm. it's like, I can think again, I can breathe again. But yeah. yeah. So what would you say to like, for someone that is like got that karmic stuff coming through all the past life energy signatures coming through and they're like because this like this could be like for someone who's like one not aware of past lives and then like what I'm carrying stuff from not even this life like that life like what's a support because I can almost feel like people could be overwhelmed like oh my god this life was enough like so yeah. what's a support for like 
dealing with that or like processing that. So that's the very fortunate thing in astrology. We have the South and the North node. So then I was talking to you guys before about that South node. Now, what we're ultimately wanting to do is I love how you said, you know, I need to be done with this because it's sort of like that. The universe is like, girl, you've been doing this for a long time. You just need to let that shit go, you know? So what we're wanting to do is we're not actually wanting to get rid of that energy. We need to acknowledge that there's gifts there, but we're wanting to balance it out. We have been through past lifetimes of imbalance where we've been so much on potentially one end of the spectrum where we've been unable to integrate the energy that lies on our North node. So the North node in the birth chart is where the soul is wanting to move towards in this lifetime for its karmic liberation and growth. But because it feels like unfamiliar territory, there can be a little bit of resistance towards moving there. So that's always so helpful to see because I think it also really gives people comfort because People who are in tune with themselves, they will have already felt a strong calling towards their North Node. And people who've already been doing lots of work on themselves might have already created that internal balancing themselves, you know, without needing that astrological reflection. So that's another really beautiful thing about astrology is that it it's just here to help strengthen your intuition. You know, it's just here to sort of be that reflection of like, yes, you already know all of this. Like, I'm just reflecting mm. that to you. So, mm, yeah. I love that. I love that. And um, you were saying as well, like we're going into that that age of Aquarius. And can you talk a little bit about what that is? Because I feel like that's kind of reflecting that energy yeah. that you just said. Yeah. So, yeah, I was saying before, and I, I love this, it's like, you know, when we were in the age of Pisces, oh, before I go there, something else I'll say is astrology is just a reflection. Okay. The cosmos is the macrocosm. Our bodies are the microcosm as above. So below, so below is as above vice versa, you know? So it's like, we don't just have to look up to the cosmos to understand what's happening down here. We can look down here to see that there's some intense stuff happening up there. You know, it's just a reflection. The stars are not affecting you. They're not necessarily influencing you. They are reflecting what is already happening internally and giving us some insight as to the why behind the what, which is amazing. Mm. So when when I'm talking about, you know, we, we came from the age of Pisces, well, what that looked like, it was when there was Jesus, when there was Buddha, when people were dissolving their ego to devote themselves to something greater than self, devote themselves to the guru, seek answers from the guru. And now... Now that I believe we're moving or we have moved, I believe, into the age of Aquarius, um, it's more about us finding that inner power from within. Like I'm my own fucking guru. I have all of the answers within me. And yeah, like I was saying to you before, Teddy, it's like not needing, it's so empowering because it's like not needing any more to see a psychic or someone to confirm for us that we can have something in our life. It's like, I can have anything I want. I just need to do the work in myself to have that first up. So I'm taking full responsibility, like sort of like, you know, we were talking about earlier. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Full responsibility. Like that's the message that I keep getting as well. Like it's the word I keep hearing. It's what I'm getting like seeing reflected in my world. Like where am I not taking responsibility and how shitty that feels. And it's like how good and like how much energy I get when I do look, you know, clean something up and take responsibility for it. It's like, all that stuff that I haven't taken responsibility for is draining my energy, you know, because it's like I don't want to think about it. But 
that's like pushing it away or like, and it's just like by like dealing with it, I'm like, oh, sweet. And I feel empowered. And I, I get this weird feeling of feeling like an adult and I know I'm an adult, but I don't feel like one. I'm like, I'm just learning to get a grip on like, you know, one deprogramming, clearing up my own stuff and living a life that is by my choosing. And then when it's not, I look at why isn't it? How have I created that? You know, so it's like I'm just getting there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And babe, have you um have you been through your Saturn return yet? Or are you just entering yes. it now? Oh you no, have I'm thirty I'm thirty one. So okay, I think, okay, um, okay. Am I in it? In it still? You, no, it? you're coming off the back of it. Yeah, that that last cycle has just finished because Saturn's just <laughs> moved. Yeah, the next the next cycle of these returns have just started because Saturn's just moved briefly into Aquarius. So, congratulations! I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Um, How was that for you? Say, well, is it from 27 to 30? Is that the Saturn return? No. So people actually have, I don't know why people think it's from 27. I don't know. Yeah. A lot it's of my the 27 clients, club. Yeah. Like, a lot of my clients yeah. are like, I've been through my Saturn return. I'm like, babes, you're just starting your Saturn return because <laughs> Saturn actually, um, the Saturn return, it's all about when Saturn is essentially returning to the same place that it was at during the time of your birth. And the Saturn cycle is actually about 29 and a half years. So that's why Saturn return usually happens around the age of 29, but we can say from like 28 to 30, because there's a, there's a period of the energy building up and then it peaks and then there's the integration period. Um, so Saturn return for me, like we're going already cause Saturn rules Capricorn. We're going through th- quite a transformational Saturnian time right now. Saturn rules our experience of this duality. It reminds us that you can be connected to spirit, but you're here in a body. You're having to have live in this physical body with an ego. You have to live by gravity and these natural laws down here and time. Um, so Saturn is all about reaping what you sow, putting in the hard work to gain results. It's actually what we've been talking about. It's responsibility, accountability. You are the master of your own reality. And you have to respect that we have to live by time. We are aging beings. We have a finite physical experience on this earth plane in this body. So when it comes to our Saturn return, I say it's actually when people become an adult for the first time, because it's really that marking, you know, Saturn is the planet of maturity. So it is that marking of like you fully entering into adulthood. It's all about Anything that we have not been retaking responsibility for, Saturn return comes and gives us a massive slap in the face. And that can, and you know, that's why um, a lot of people actually give birth during Saturn return or get, get pregnant or they get married or they end a major relationship or they, you know, completely change career paths. There's those really coming of age, like big life changes that tend to happen around Saturn return. And for some people, it can be a very, hard experience because Saturn does have this energy of suppression and limitation and, you know, you can't run and hide. You have to look at all your shit sort of vibes, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 But when you come out the other side of it, you're like just so much, you've just created a whole new foundation for yourself. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, so, so congratulations. So if any, I'm out. I've been spat out. That's so cool. And I know 
because I, I love, I've got a few girlfriends that have got that Capricorn energy, like they're either Capricorn or they've got a lot in their chart. And I'm just like, oh, I wish I had more Capricorn. Like I would get so much done, but you know, like I get it done in my own unique way. I think it's just such a beautiful energy to have. Well, you have Saturn in Capricorn. If oh. you just Yeah. If you've just come out of your Saturn return, you, yeah, you would have been the generation or not the generation, but the year group that had Saturn and Capricorn. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So is there, what's like good questions for people that are going through their Saturn return to kind of like negate it a little little bit more easily, like some self-reflective kind of tools or. I think that the first thing you can do to make your Saturn return more of a flowing process is just for one, getting really real with yourself and really asking yourself, is there anything I've been avoiding? Is there anything in my life where I've been trying to cut corners and trying to, you know, take the easy path and where can I actually start taking more responsibility? Because the more that you can action that, the easier that process of that Saturn return will be for you. Another huge thing with Saturn return is it's that period where we really cut many cords with our family and our upbringing in terms of like, especially around certain, um, yeah, programming and conditioning. So, that it's also a period to be reflecting on. Is there anything that I am still feeling quite strongly, you know, attached to through energy to my family that I need to cut, you know, I need to let go of. And, and that's why, especially during Saturn return, you know, it's like, I need to be in charge of looking after myself. Saturn is a, it's all about solid solitude, right? Like I am my own authority. That's actually a big key message from Saturn in the Saturn return. It's like, you are your own authority. So how can you start being your own authority? And where are you relying on external authority too much? Where are you relying on too much for that social approval externally? And something else I think that came up recently to do with that is that, you know, there's always trends that are happening, even with belief systems in society. And that's why it's just, I, know, even- I was literally just going to ask that. I was like, can generations have like yes, this? Yes. Like, could we be in the process of this now? Yes, totally. A hundred percent. And that's why when we look to the more generational planets like Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, these are the planets that they're called generational because your generation will have them in the same archetype as you. Um, and they are the planets that help us to see more like what are the theme things that that generation is working through at the moment, you know? So a hundred percent. And that's why even more so it is just so important for us to understand what is my truth, because these trends are going to constantly keep changing and fluctuating. And again, like what actually feels good for me? And there's just, I don't even know how I can put it into words, but there's just so much, um, reprogramming that does need to happen I think around that (laughs) even for myself yeah oh well all of us you know like we've come we've come through our parents like the bodies hold stuff the like consciousness grid holds it like yeah um so really like the thing that kind of is being said like for quarantine we're all in it together we're all doing it together with like the reprogramming and the alchemizing And I think that that's why it's so awesome to have social media as well. I found it to be the biggest blessing. Like, like I've connected with the most inspiring women. I'm reading stuff. I have access to so much stuff, so much positivity, creativity. And it's just like, 
you get, I really get the feel for what's like kind of like the finger on the pulse of like what's going on through the psyche, like what wants Beautiful. to be expressed. And it's just, I think that that's so nice. Like, cause you know, our generation is all on there and like, blah, blah, like expressing. And it's so cool because you can see like even the body positivity, the feminine movement with that, or like well, for men and women really like, but that's really being expressed on Instagram. Like yeah. I, if I was not on there, I wouldn't know how big that movement is and how much is being created and how many women are just like, fuck that old belief. Like I'm not going to be held back by that anymore. Mm. And it's just like, you know, like um, Sunday morning view is like one of, one of my favorite um, Instagrams to check out. They've got like photos and videos of all real women, like untouched, like all different sizes, all different colors. And I just love it. It just makes me feel so good. And like, meeting so many amazing women like women in my own area that are all for body positivity and it's like I wouldn't know that existed if it wasn't for Instagram and it's it's such a catch-22 because it's like Instagram at the start was such a feeding into that old system yeah you know like this is this is what beauty is and I'm going to play on your thing but again that's kind of like how we're touching on like that's an allowance. Like I've Mm. allowed that to manipulate me and then Mm. I'm still going to choose to allow that. And I think that, you know, over time women were like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to allow that anymore. I'm not going to look at what doesn't make me feel good. And instead now I'm going to express what makes me feel good. And here I am, Mm. you know, and it's just been so empowering. I feel like as well, it really comes full circle because like, I know I definitely went through a period of time where I was like, I have to be all natural. I, you know, I want to reject everything superficial. And now I've sort of come full circle where I'm like, oh, actually I wanted to get acrylic nails. I want to have claws, you know, like I just, and it's about rebalancing again. Oh, I do want to wear makeup sometimes. And that I'm also not going to make myself feel ashamed of that. And also around even the whole selfie culture I saw how I really rejected that in myself for a while and then because I've rejected it in myself I started even judging other people for it and now I'm like well what the fuck I'm allowed to share a selfie and I shouldn't be judging other people for it either you know so it's like coming it's like coming full circle right yeah yeah I fully agree I fully agree but it's like like the world of duality it's got to swing from there to there and then it'll find its balance so totally. yeah. yeah yeah and maybe <laughs> sorry this is a funny example but yeah maybe it's my Aquarian moon as well that just like wants to keep pushing boundaries so like as soon as sort of the collective gets comfortable with something my Aquarian moon starts getting like oh wait a second like I don't know if I want to be comfortable with that anymore so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you're like I that as well yeah 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 totally like that totally like that like that's kind of why I grew my armpit hairs like they accidentally grew when I was traveling and then I was like oh gotta shave hang on why do I gotta do anything oh that's gross Teddy why do I think that's gross well fuck you belief system I'm gonna grow them until like you climatize so I was like it was an act of rebellion against my own beliefs and I was like yeah I'm not getting rid of them until I'm like I'm like, oh, yeah, they're cute. Like, they're nice. And then I found out I met um, a beautiful girl called Fenella Fox from oh, Fenella's Corner now um, from the UK, and she's like uh, like a body positive model, like got arm um, hair, body hair, beautiful. And she was telling me that it's it was Gillette back in like World War Two or something that because all the men were away at the war, um, 
their their market dropped. They didn't have anyone to sell razors to. So they're like, oh, well, we'll make women feel bad about having hair. So, oh, you know, shave your, shave your things so that you're nice for when the men return. And, it, like, it's propaganda. It's like marketing Holy to make a woman shit. feel bad. And oh, my like, God. Ah! Well, you know, like even more fire to say no. And, you know, and the same thing as well, though, like, as you said, you know, until I'm like done with it, until I'm like, ah, I'm done and then I'll shave. Like it's not when there's no energy around either choices, I'm free. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I love that you said that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly right. It's like we have to have that more objective awareness of like, realizing if we're still feeding that energy whether it's on like whatever end of the spectrum that you're on you know it's like completely unhooking from it it, totally Mm. you know um Mm. like one of the best ones that has come up for me as an example of that is the polarity between feeling cool and feeling like a loser but then having that bigger choice to detach and be like well I don't need to label myself as either of those I can just be myself you know or when it comes to beauty it's like valuing uh well anyways you get what I mean it's yeah it's no no awesome. no go say so what what you're gonna say with beauty oh well the second example I'm gonna give it's slightly um different but it's more to do with value systems you know whatever we're putting our energy towards is what we're going to reflect external is what we're going to attract through external reflection so like one of the best examples I can give is when I was younger, I, 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 you know, had an eating disorder for a while. And then I was very, even without being conscious of it, still focused on my appearance. And I then attracted in a boyfriend who was only focused on my appearance. So it's like, whatever we are valuing, we need to be very, very conscious of where we're putting our energy, because that will continue to attract into our life. And some of our value systems are not good for our self-worth. So that's mm. where, yeah, mm. you know, it's I like, didn't... yeah, what value yes. systems of mine are not serving me? Mm. So potent. And like, this is such a good time to reflect on that. Um, in the group, uh, Rises, uh, this last week, everyone's been looking at shadow stuff. And we, because I love this, like, bless you, Secret Tassius, my friend. She's like, like probably like seven planets in Scorpio. Like, you know, like welcome to the darkness. Like she's all about like looking at stuff that doesn't want to be looked at because like Mm -hmm. I said before, that's where all the power and freedom is. And, um, she's taught me that she's taught me how to do that. And that was really uncomfortable for me, Mm -hmm. like really hard. And I'm so thankful that she was in my life to help me do that. And it's now I realize wow, like how you're saying with the projection stuff, like what we attract, like all of this kind of stuff. And it's like our shadow will just go and like play out into the world. And we can see these parts of ourselves when we get taught like, oh, hey, check this out. Like this means this and this is what's underneath that shadow. So I brought that into Rises this last week because I've just been like, wow, this has helped me so much to see where I'm projecting my stuff onto other people. Like how you were Mm. saying like with the – you valuing like that you know the outside beauty and then a guy being like oh yeah like only that yeah 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 that's yeah. amazing yeah oh something came to go my team. mind but go team <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I mean yeah the reclamation of the shadow it is truly and I love how you describe that beautiful with the Scorpio energy it is like whatever 
society in many ways or humanity has wanted to keep beneath the surface it's that is where our greatest power lies and that's where we give our power away too um and yeah that's what I was gonna say you know I'm so proud that you have done this work so head on because I have found that people who come through with strong Leo dominance because you're ruled by the sun which is the light it is much harder for those placements to actually look at their shadow sometimes purely because you're just ruled by such light energy. Um, you know what I mean? And there's like with that Leo, it's just constantly wanting to shine and share joy with the world. So that's why, yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why we attract in all of our soul friends, you know, like yeah. they're all, we're all here to help each other and, I've had like incredible meditations where I've, I think because of my friendship with you, I've just realized like so much about the different horoscopes and like how we're such a unique blend of them all. And we're bringing through consciousness in this new way and we're all here to help each other. And like, we've all got such different perspectives on, you know, fundamentally kind of similar stuff, you know, but we all have our unique ways of seeing it and creating from that and moving with it. And you know, like a lot of us that are bringing through all this light, we're all here to support each other. We're all here mm-hmm. to rise together. Like that's mm-hmm. what's so beautiful. So, you know, like I know I've got like a lot of Leo in my chat, a lot of sun and stuff. And then, yeah, and then I attracted in amazing friends that are like, hey, check this out. Like there's a whole nother world going on over here. Like it's amazing. We're so lucky. Mm, we are. And I just love how you're such a beautiful embodiment of the Leo archetype. Like, and you're doing... <gasps> Oh, so much beautiful work because I found through my own practice that Leo, people who come through with Leo, they can sometimes suppress the energy a little bit just because Leo is an energy that's like, I'm here to be seen. I'm here to take up space. And like, that is your permission to be here in this lifetime as that. But a lot of people maybe who grew up in a very conservative family can hold some shame around that. And that's why I think it's so important that there's you to be that reflection of like, just fucking step out and be seen and shine. And like even the connection that you have to the, your color palette, it's just so, it's so fitting. <laughs> oh, thank you. Do you know what? I, I like, I bless my messed up childhood and like, mm. you know, the mum that brought me in and like, just, oh my God, like so disruptive, like not to get into like my story or anything, but I, sometimes I meet people that are Leos but they don't seem like it and I'm like oh that's kind of like me like almost like you know how there's hypo hyper and hypo like there's an over the top or under the top things and sometimes when I think like if a Leo is not fully like boom or like you know whatever kind of sign is like that then perhaps they're like under like you know Mm -hmm. they're fully suppressed and Mm -hmm. I think that because of the life that I had that I grew up being like so ashamed and so shy and all because of all the shitty beliefs, it, yeah. it helped me to go into those areas and resolve something on a really deep level. Yeah. And I say this in my groups as well, like with Confidence of a Queen, my program, like I'm not the most confident person. Like if I walk into a room, I know there's going to be another like more confident woman. And yet where I've come from and where I am now is like, I don't even know that woman anymore. Like I'm so different and it's because of the amount of work that I put into healing that stuff. And I know I'm very aware of the processes of it. So I know what steps it takes to get 
to where I am and there's more but I know that hey like from where I am to where I am now like where I was and where I am now it's like so phenomenally different um whereas I think someone who comes in naturally confident they're not going to be like a teacher of it you know because Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like oh I just am it so Mm -hmm. why can't you just be it I don't get it whereas someone that's like oh I know what it's like to be second guessing yourself and like comparing and judging and like beating yourself up I get it like Mm. I really do so it's easy for me to help guide through that and something Mm. else that I realized was like if I was done with it if I felt like I'd reached the end line the end game I'd be bored about teaching it Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to like go and share the new stuff that I'm learning and oh my gosh, yeah. check this out because I'd be like, I'm done. I want to find something else to work on now. So it's like double-edged sword, like it's a gift and it's a like ah mm-hmm. because I'm constantly working on it and finding new ways to go in deeper and love more and express more. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I just feel like you so live and breathe your work and, yeah, it's just it comes so naturally to you as well, you know, because of what you've experienced growing up. It's like you, you've developed this acute awareness around your even the body's reaction or those mental processes and that's why like I said before I'm just so fascinated by always hearing your process around things because it's very you know it helps then my mind to understand like oh so that's why this is and then you connect all the dots Mm. and it's just I love that psychological stuff it's so good (laughs) (laughs) me too is that an Aquarius thing when you're like oh yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) yes I yeah, love yeah. I love your description of Aquarius's like they're from the future pulling in these ideas like these new concepts and they're always going to be a little bit weird because they're from the future and they're like so tapped in like totally. yeah go Aquarius's bring yes. that blue silvery energy down yes. And that's what I've been telling Aquariuses lately. I'm like, you know what your secret trick is? You're going to be doing something now and everyone's going to be going, what the fuck? And then in two to five years time, everyone's going to be following your lead. (laughs) Way showers, way showers, totally. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, that has been such a beautiful combo. Like I feel so good after chatting with you. Thank you, Daisy. I'm so excited. Um, So there might be women that are really curious to follow your work or, you know, delve deeper into this. So how do they find you? Like what are your handles and what are your offerings? Yes, cool. So, well, my name is Daisy. My Instagram handle is at flowers4days underscore astrology. Um, And my website as well is flowers for days. And I offer private sessions. Um, In two weeks, I'm releasing my first online course, which is like all the basics to evolutionary astrology. And I'm also releasing very soon my Patreon subscription, which is going to be more of like a um, intimate place for me to connect with people and they can ask all their astrology questions there and I'll be releasing educational content. So, yeah. Oh, that's epic. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much and I will see you soon. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Body Bang Bang, the body confidence program designed by me to help you save years of vicious cycling, yo-yo diets and self-sabotage so that you can feel banging in your bod right now. To find out more, head over to my website.
feeling inspired and motivated. Maybe you've just had a light bulb moment. I would love to know. Share your inspo and connect with me at teddy.emerald through Instagram. T-E-D-D-I dot E-M-E-R-A-L-D. See you next show.